0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Growing with Fishes podcast. This week we have uh, Rob Bob with us. Um, first off, we have uh, uh, Brain Grow.
1: Welcome everybody.
0: We have ECSD.
2: Hi everybody.
0: We have uh, Mister Green Jeans. Yo,
2: hey everybody!
0: Thanks for joining us. We got uh, Old Fart Grows
3: hey there hope everybody's having a groovy day and uh glad you're stopping by the podcast and looking forward to having a good time tonight
0: and we got uh, rob bob all the way from australia he's in the future
4: yeah, yeah. friday already
0: <laughs> so uh he's the the second uh australian guest we've had a chance to get on the show so uh we're super excited and um for those of you who don't know rob bob has um uh, one of, if not probably the most successful um, YouTube channel on uh, about aquaponics. He has a plethora of really great videos, covers a really wide range of crops, and um, we're super happy to have him on the show today. Um, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and your channel?
4: Cool. Um, well, the channel originally started off as a way for me to stay sane. I'm a stay-at-home dad, and we home educate our kids for some reason. Uh, so, yeah, I had to stay busy. Started doing garden videos for YouTube and just naturally progressed onto aquaponics and I read a story about a, a guy throwing his uh, rod out the back door fishing for barrer in his backyard so oh, sea perch uh, sorry sea bass um, yeah so I pretty much all took on aquaponics from there and just incorporated it into the YouTube channel and the rest is history so that's pretty much all it and yeah I'm just yeah, a stay-at-home dad, so I, I get to hang around social media um, a fair bit and answer questions pretty much all daily on uh, newbies coming into aquaponics, always wanting to know uh, how to set up a new system and whatnot. So i um, actually working on a new series now, trying to start from what is aquaponics all the way through uh, for the veggie side of thing, of course, because um, any, any growing cannabis here in Australia is uh, highly regulated. So there we go.
0: But a lot of uh, a lot of the techniques we talk about, and a lot of um, methods that you can use for tomatoes and peppers and cucumbers, work really, really awesome for uh, um, you know the stuff that we're allowed to grow here in the states. So um, they're all. Uh, you know what works for one works for the other and um, you know especially in talks in terms of uh, silica you know a little bit of silica makes a night and day difference um for um uh, squash and cucumbers and things like that um why don't you tell a little bit of, uh you know maybe some of the uh, more interesting things that you've learned along uh, along your um journey with your channel and, and doing your aquaponics stuff
4: uh well the the first thing i've learned is um don't take forums for gospel <laughs> um when designing systems and and just the best thing i could i could pretty much all say that i learned is is source information from everywhere from blogs from forums from youtube and and then try and nut it out yourself um just on the basic information on like how to start up a system and run it um i suppose not going big straight out of the gate would be another lesson i've learned not so much myself but uh, watching other people set up these uh, heroic systems we'll call them um throwing a hundred fish into a, a 1000 litre or 250 gallon ibc and throwing a, a grow bed off to the side and then complain and whinge to everyone because all their fish are dying at about the three four month mark as they put on a bit of biomass um i've felt filled a lot of questions along those lines over the last couple of years uh, being patient as well um learning just to set it up and, and just watch it and observe it and see how it goes through the cycles of the, sis, uh, the seasons um observing how your plants grow um best positions for setting up beds um yeah i'm probably just rabbiting on now
0: no that's, that's cool um is there any uh in particular any weird problems you've run into that you maybe learned a lot uh, from from viewers on your show um, as far as solutions?
4: Um, oh, none that jump out. Uh, the, biggest, the biggest issue I've had with my system here would have to be solids. Um, mainly because I, over, I, I overstocked the, um, the grow beds for the amount of fish we had for a time there. And um, I fell crook for a little while and I wasn't able to um, ch- uh, clean out the radial flow filter. Ended up with a bit of a, um, a solids build up in all the beds actually, a couple in particular. And they just threw the chemistry out of whack and ended up with a pH spike and um, potentially a big uh, nitrite spike. Um, but oh, I suppose, um, yeah, not a bit of a hard one. There's so much. Um, shopping around for parts. Like well, for you guys out there want to do things DIY, I know you can buy off the shelf, off the shelf kits and things like that. But the the amount of money i've seen people pour into aquaponics just buying um without thinking not shopping around and looking online here in australia we've got some awesome plumbing supply places that you know you're saving uh, 30 to 50 percent what you can get from the corner big box um, hardware store we have here um yeah so i uh, i
3: i have a question uh, I, I hang out at uh, Ouroboros Farms, uh, which uh, Ken runs up here in uh, Half Moon Bay in California. And I've also seen a facility that uh, Steve had been working on when I first met him a couple of years ago down in San Diego. And something I noticed in both facilities, and I want to know if it's the same down in Australia with the Coriolis effect, is I noticed that the fish always swim this way around the tanks up here.
4: Down in Australia,
3: do they swim the other way? <laughs>
4: <laughs> they, they swim against the current, mate. They swim against the current. Just... <laughs> That's pretty my, my only question about <laughs> uh, the
5: aquaponics down there, yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm not too good about talking about myself, folks, but I'm I'm pretty good at fielding questions and things like that. So, I
5: I was going to say it's great that you uh, brought up that you're going to a supplier. That's what I, we we discuss that on the show, and I teach that too like to go to an agricultural supply to get your, you know, anything you need to use to go to a plumbing supply to get your plumbing. Don't go to the big box store. That's great advice right there. I love that.
4: Well, the the small guys here are floundering as much as they are over there. Nine times out of 10, you you can actually speak to someone who's had some experience with especially pumps. Like you walk into our, our big B store here in Australia and you ask them about flow rates and uh, flow rates and head heights and, and all that sort of thing they just stare at you and point to the box i mean yeah i suppose you guys get the same with lowe's and walmart and all the big ones over there at least with an ag store they've, they've got you know there's someone there who's worked in irrigation or is talking to the reps one one on one finding the latest products and the like so right well
5: not only that it's a real good idea to do the research up front so you know what you're talking about when even when you go to the ag supplier because i mean when it comes to hydroponics or aquaponics, you call up the, the big agricultural universities and they don't have a clue what you're talking about. So, yeah, you're right with the irrigation. You uh, Working with an irrigation specialist or that, there's another company you could go to for wholesale, an irrigation company uh, that, that will even help you further than plumbing because they'll have actual uh, fittings and, and adapt, uh, you know, things that you adapt plumbing to irrigation, you know, and, and how to run yeah. irrigation. Systems. Yeah, because it's
4: frustrating trying to run from, say, the poly down to the PVC and trying to get adapters to fit and all that. You walk into um, the store here and you're playing Lego for a couple of hours, walking between aisles, because, of course, one's up one end and one's up the other end. So, Been there. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Been there? Three hours <laughs> in the plumbing <laughs> department. Hello. <laughs> the <laughs> other I thing is... Build up my cart, then dump stuff back out of my cart because I found something different and then stand there for another hour. And you know, Yeah, yeah I've been there.
4: <laughs> well, the other thing is, too, like there's there's stuff our stores that only have a certain range. Like they're looking at 45s, 90s, Ts, and that. I walked into our local uh, plumbing supplier and I said, You know, I want to split the flow in a T. And he goes, Oh, okay. So do you want equal pressure both sides? Yeah, not a problem. He goes, Oh, you know, they sell PVC. Why? So, you know, you go into a big box store here and you've got no idea what's available. So,
5: Now, luckily, our big box stores has all that pretty much. But uh, so we're a little bit luckier than you are in that respect. But they do yeah, have the 90s and the products 25s products. and all that stuff like that. But yeah. but still, Plum and Saville is the best way because you can buy a box. Yeah. When you buy a box of 90s, it's a lot cheaper than buying them one at a time out of the bin. Yeah.
0: Hey, Steve, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> trying to trying to uh, make sure everybody gets their links here. Um,
1: so we haven't any uh, questions from chat yet.
0: Yeah, uh, que- uh, cannabis origami uh, says, uh, didn't you have an issue with salt buildup in one of your videos?
4: You, um, Yeah, that's I treated um, the system with oh, it was roughly five to six parts per million of um, salt because we had a huge issue with um uh it was basically i dropped the ph too low the water temp was too low um or it was too hot now it was last summer it was too hot and the silver perch ended up getting um lesions all over them um a couple of them really bad i lost about four four or five over about a month period and the salt was in there as basically a health tonic tonic for them uh, looking back hindsight wonderful thing i was stressed and out at the time i wasn't feeling too good and i just dumped it straight in the system i could have split it i could have had the hydro running by itself whacked a new pump on and had the fish offline for a while but yeah i stuffed up so i ended up with um quite a, a large amount of salt uh, running through the hydro side as well as the fish but you know that happens yep but it's all, it's all down. It's all down now. It's all under um, two parts per million. So, and then with this last uh, lot of rain, it's probably lower again.
3: Doesn't cool. salt build up uh, because of evaporation eventually in the system? Or do the plants and the fish retake it back up?
0: Well, so certain uh, microbial um, interactions actually produce uh, sodium as well over time like if you just run a, um, you'll actually see this to um, uh, soil growers that do no till and stuff long term, they'll notice the bottom of their beds will have a, a higher sodium level and it's tri- just through the microbial processes and fungal processes going on, even if it's not from the water source. Just over time.
4: And I meant parts per thousand, by the way, not parts per million.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. Two pp ppm would be pretty low for for sodium. It's pretty hard to get water these days that are that low. So you do a lot of uh, root crops and things on your show uh, or your channel. Um, you know, talked a little bit about that. A lot, not a lot of people do uh, root crops.
4: What do you What do you mean root crops?
0: So you do um, uh, garlic and um, other tubers and and root. You know. Uh, oh root.
4: Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now I gotcha. Um, in the aquaponics or yeah, I've had. Garlic's been a bit of a hit and miss for me. Um, some of it, I'd say the first two crops pretty much were rotted in the bed. I don't know if that was a, an issue with um, the depth they were planted. I tried to stagger some, um, so they were just touching the top of the high tide mark under the quake. I had some buried further down and I pretty much all lost them all. Um, sweet potatoes go like banana, they, they just love it. Um, they a lot of lot of vine those sent down onto the ground and we ended up with a massive tubers in the soil next to the system the tubers have actually grew in the system um pretty small and, and, and manky but uh, loads of leaves which is what we were we grow a lot of sweet potatoes for we try and be grasshoppers to them and the flea beetles and, and try and harvest the greens for salads and that sort of thing uh potatoes i haven't tried potatoes in the system but i've always wanted to um I've been told that there's a, a couple of people who have tried the um, the core, the coconut, uh, just throwing them in some of the cloth bags or containers just at the high tide mark and letting it wick up. But I, space is a bit of a premium for me, so I haven't really had a crack at that yet. But we've got an expansion on the way soon, so I might. Yeah, we we're, we're just say with potatoes.
6: The, uh, Go ahead, uh, Fish. I was just going to say with the garlic... Um... I tried it the way you have before, like you said, where you put it into the media directly at the, around the high tide mark and it didn't work. But when I tried the, uh, the fabric pots with the cocoa and uh, just let it wick up, um, everything from carrots to uh, garlic bulbs and potatoes have worked just fine for me. That's so that's great. definitely one way to go. But like you're saying, it's a little bit of a space eater. So what I'd recommend, um, so that way you're maximizing that space not just on the top of that fabric pot uh, where you're planting things, cut some slits on the side yeah. of it, and you can have things growing out the sides of it as well. Then you're using that vertical space.
4: Yeah. Uh, it'd be sweet to throw a couple of strawberries down the side too because that'd be the long-term crop, and then you have the rest in the top section. Then yeah. Yeah, exactly. you're
0: inviting mites, though. So. Yeah, as long as you uh, make sure you don't have spider mites. you know. Yeah.
4: Strawberries are always have spider mites. Yeah, I, no, I haven't to had me. an issue with them here. But I've had other mite issues here. Yeah, oh, I like true. to
6: tell people if they're gonna buy strawberries at the uh, at the, you know, the hardware store or anywhere around that's got them, you're basically just paying for mites and they're throwing in the strawberries for free.
0: Yep. Yeah, the best the best way to, for them is to soak them. You can soak them underwater for about uh, two hours, and that'll um, you know kill any mites on them. It won't kill the eggs, but it'll kill the adults at least, or at least get them to float off. Um, the other thing you can do is, um, uh, lemongrass oil. Kapow is really good. Oh, okay.
6: Yeah. I was going to say, what about a kapow dunk when you, yep. uh, first get them?
0: Yeah, you could do that. Um, there's a, oh man, what is it? The, the bug lady that, uh, uh,
6: Suzanne Wainwright Evans.
0: Yes. Her. <laughs> um... I got you, bro. No, get, good
5: you. job. There's a whole
0: story behind that and why. Yeah. Anyways, there's a long story good behind to. that. Um, but she was saying they use a uh, uh i think it was a pyrethrum dunk, but I'm not hundred percent sure how that would work
5: for oh yeah uh, that, that's right. an old that's an old school clone thing you would take a clone yeah. and dump it into the pyrethrum bath yeah that's and that's organic you know. So yeah, yeah, you could pyrethrum dunk too. I was thinking that earlier, but I always like listening to all y'all's newfangled ways to do everything. So on the pyrethrum, it's selling
3: stuff to concentrate. The pyrethrum concentrates real nasty. Yeah, you
0: you have to do it only for clones or for uh, for buddies.
7: You, right. you know, the trick with the trick with water against spider mites is to think of it more as a mechanical action. It's not so much the soaking, uh, about getting the eggs off, you know, Steve, is if you swoosh the plant up and down a lot, you know, if you literally um, give it a lot of agitation in the water, then you can, and you take your magnifying glass and look back at the leaves, you'll see you, you, you can knock them almost all off completely just by, more mechanical agitation in the water you know what i mean it's huh. yeah, yeah i think of the water as a mechanical uh, way of wiping the mites off like you're like you're making spider mite hash yes oh, and yeah. oh it, you know what i do is i use the water to water the plants man so it, and i left some out the other day for a couple of days and it's got a lot of mites in it so there was even a protein scum on top so i bet there's a little bit of nutrients there right and, and get this, how about the plant? Fermented bugs. The plant I, like is, it. I bet the plant starts to taste like dead mites. I bet the other mites don't like it. The other mites are going, man, there's something wrong with it. Well, you
0: know about that, right? The hormones, a lot of the insects, where they detect- That's what nitrogen, I'm talking the, about. Yeah. yeah. There's actually, a, there's a product on the market. Ah, oh, I can't remember the name of it. There actually is a product on the market that is strictly just an isolated protein for aphids. Um, that's like their distress signal. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember what the name of the product is. I'll, I'll think of it by the end of the show. Excellent.
4: I was just going to say quickly: carrots, carrots have grown all right in media beds for me. So was, uh taro to a degree. Uh, the gingers, turmeric, and water chestnuts.
0: So, so what yeah. are your, on that uh, on that last topic? What are your um, your go to pest control in, in Australia for, for uh, aquaponics?
4: Um, the hose. Uh, for aphids I, i've i've got to the point with the onion aphids the black suckers the ones that go purple when you squeeze them um i pull the plants out and hit them with the hose and then replant them I uh, i can't i've tried diatomaceous earth that's supposed to be the miracle cure for aphids um it doesn't work um it does work for mites
5: though it, i've oh, had yeah, great well. success with mites spider mites since I treated my grow room with diatomaceous di- di- earth, I've never had a spider mite since.
4: Okay, cool. Because we get bored, so you know. But I, 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 mice. thanks for bringing
5: it up. That got me to bring up my diatomaceous earth, and we move on. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> did um? So do you guys have um uh, beneficial nematodes? Is that something that they sell in Australia or mm-hmm. probably
4: not? Because they, if have they did. I would have thrown them through the soil beds by now. <laughs> yeah. No. With yeah. um. With, with the aquaponics i'm pretty much all bt based like uh dipole nature's way dipole is the only brand you can get here in australia of it by the way the, for us mere mortals um i've seen people use neem and the, and the soap sprays and all the rest of it but i'm still on like on yeah even spot spraying i like they go to all the problem of putting newspaper under the plants and spraying i suppose if you were desperate I, i'd rather pull the plant out spray it and then put it back in myself you want a um, shower. Need your media bed. Yeah. Um grasshoppers, we just got a grin and bear it. Like they're smashing <laughs> us here at the moment. Everything has a hole in it. Every leafy green I pick for dinner comes with ventilation holes, so uh, it goes down faster. <laughs> um yeah, but I I suppose aphids, aphids and grasshoppers are pretty much all the worse for us. Oh. Yeah. oh, and there's like we do have isolated pests, like the Okinawan spinach and spinach gets an egg pine moss and they can um they lay cluster lay lay eggs so you end up with um they can strip a branch in a matter of days once they get a bit of size to them i mean everyone's got cabbage butterflies caterpillars so
2: yeah
4: yeah that's about it pest wise oh and uh, rats they only can turn up every couple of years
5: so they would eat the roots
4: ah uh, no the that's rats were going all the strawberries the peppers um, oh the,
5: oh you're
0: approved. Oh. Okay, yeah. 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 They're eating your peppers? That's interesting. So how yeah, do you really deal with those?
4: Uh bullhorn peppers, so um capsicums, just the sweet ones. Um with the rats, uh snap traps. It's tried to do the humane thing. Um, tried to, you know, probably you can be humane with something that destroys your crops. But um as if they're if they're the um introduced species we, we catch them in the humane first, and if it looks like it's the introduced species, we um, snap trap them. If they look like the um, natives, we humane trap them and move them down, because we got our own native mice that we're supposed to protect by law, so they go to the nature reserve. Oh,
1: wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Makes I feed a lot the wonder.
4: ones I catch to my pythons. Yeah, well, if we still had our pythons, they'd probably um, have one or two as well. So.
0: There you go, Put Python in the in the greenhouse.
4: Oh, care we've got enough else. Eastern Browns around. They, they, I'd say they'd knock off one or two. So,
0: oh yeah, everything tries to kill you down there. I forgot the spiders and the snakes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> here in California, they're so poofy They make you kill your mice before you feed it to your Python.
4: That's that's the law here in Australia as well. You got to buy them frozen.
3: Good golly, Miss Molly! Really? It's
4: a snake. Wow. It's a snake. Let yeah. it do a snake thing. In saying that, I have seen rats attack snakes and damage them. So, Then again, that was feeding a big rat to a snake that wasn't quite ready for it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, you can't feed animals uh, to uh, stressed-out reptiles because they will not eat it, and I've seen the same thing. I've seen a rat kill like a, I don't know, 15, 20-pound boa. And I told my friend, I was like, he's not going to eat it right now because he's stressed out. And he left it in there and ended up killing the snake.
3: Wow.
2: Yep.
0: I've seen some pretty uh, wild stuff to working on the pet trade too. You know what's weird? You got certain, um, certain uh, snakes will only eat stuff if it smells like a uh, frog. So you keep tadpoles around. Or a frog, big frog around, and you just rub the mouse on the back of the the frog, and then you feed it to them. And like, there's all kinds of weird tricks you have to do. Uh, what was it? The caiman lizards, they eat canned snails. I mean, there's all kinds of weird stuff, depending on what reptile you get and how exotic you get. I love monitor lizards, or I think they call them goannas. Or you are, uh, they're really, really awesome pets. Super smart. Yeah, my, thief, my... Which is the
6: frog, or if you lick it?
0: Oh, the Sonoran Desert Toad.
4: I
6: had a feeling you'd actually know that.
0: Okay, cool. I worked in the pet the, um, trade uh, a long time.
4: <coughs> I went into a remand Center walkthrough before they opened it down in Wacol, oh, decades ago now. And they had um, some of the, the stuff that the prisoners used and um, cane toad skins. They used to roll it up and throw it in their durries in the cigarettes and, um, yeah, get them off the cane, The the poison. I know people who joked about licking them Stress them out. A little bit of um, ooze comes, and they lick it and get off.
0: But yeah.
4: well above and beyond my level of um, enlightenment.
0: So there's a. If you ever want to read a really good book, there's an incredible book on um, the first guy that ever figured out that you could smoke Sonoran Desert Toad venom. It was like in the 50s or 60s, and just he knew that. Uh, I don't know. Somehow figured out that there was DM, high amounts of DMT in the venom of the Sonoran Desert Toad, and um, he got a bunch of venom did a sample came back with lots of dmt and he goes well i don't see anything here that can kill me and there's lots of dmt so i'm gonna just dry a bunch out and smoke it and we'll find out what happens <laughs> without any idea if it would kill him or not or anything and sure enough he did it and then they wrote this book on it and then the, on a false alias and there's an incredible uh, i think it's a this american life or one of the npr shows they did a whole thing on it oh well, it looks like we had a Something on the internet happened there. We lost half the people.
3: The only, the only thing I know about the frogs, not about licking them, but my, uh, my girlfriend kissed a frog, and and that's how I got here. (laughs) I'm the prince. That's right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) What happened
0: there? The internet splitting. At least we got everybody back.
4: I was going to say the reptile, the next reptile we're probably going to get is the bearded dragon. We get them here like um, naturally; they just turn up in the yard. <laughs> but um, I've had friends who they they reckon that they they're great cockroaches. You just let a couple loose around the house during the day, and um, yeah, no no need to spray for roaches or anything like that. And look after all of them.
6: The best. Uh, yeah, best. I've got one for years. They're good, man. Definitely uh, very easy to domesticate.
0: The best thing for uh, ants and roaches and that kind of stuff in your garden um especially aquaponics or if you got kids or animals around is um boric acid boric acid is great for that it doesn't hurt anything except for insects um so unless you're keeping tarantulas or scorpions you're fine uh, but
4: what about dogs I, I read boric acid was bad for dogs they what have to eat a lot food.
0: of it yeah so we used to use that in the pet store all the time and, and no no problems at all okay
4: yeah, because my, my dad makes up a sugar trap for the ants, and he uses that with the boy. Oh yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. Um, so what, uh, so what nutrients are you guys, um, using? What do you like for pH up and pH down? And what are the different um supplements um, that you guys use down there?
4: <sighs> pH up just doesn't happen. We we get the water coming out of the tap at over eight, so no need for that. Um. Sorry, pH down, I mean, Um, pH up is hydroxide, I use calcium hydroxide, Um, I should be using more potassium and alternating the two, but I've just got so much, I got given a big bucket when I bought the system off Paul Van, Um, so I'm still working through that and I'll get some um, potassium hydroxide at some point. Um, Other nutrients I'm using, it's probably a bit reckless, but I'm using um, the kelp powder for potassium. Uh, so it's got loads of other micronutrients. I don't know if there's going to be a stage where I end up overdosing on the micronutrients because I'm adding in too much. Testing is a little bit more expensive here in Australia than it is in the States. Uh, so that's, we, we don't test for, um, I haven't tested yet for any uh, deficiencies or um, or um, toxic toxic levels of elements in the system as of yet. Iron, we just use the DTP8. So I found a relatively cheap source now. So I've just been using that. Um, yeah, pretty pretty straightforward. When when we have had to bring um, the pH down, I've I've pretty much all used um, hydrochloric acid. Uh, but at the moment, I'm just using the water just straight from the tap after it's been you know gassed off. Of course, I'm just using that as a buffer itself. And I found that it generally gives me if I pop in two to three hundred liters, two and three hundred liters. What's that? About fifty or sixty gallons. Um, I pretty much will. It keeps the pH nice and steady for a couple of days. So yeah, it's it's one good thing about having fairly high carbonates in the water.
0: That's great. Makes it easier to dose. I know uh, we use a lot of uh, potassium silicate helps a lot to get a little extra silica, too, especially for um, crops that have mold problems.
4: I haven't really looked into silicate much, mainly because it was in the, the seaweed powder. what i read so i I just didn't bother looking at it as an individual which is i know it's probably a bit reckless if you if you want to be a purist but i
5: love that though because that's kind of my thing i see oh it's in there and then i don't research it any you know i don't mess it okay it's there you know yeah so i like that somebody else says yeah they didn't necessarily you know
4: if just I was right. a commercial, I suppose if I was a <laughs> commercial, I mean that'd be a different story. It'd be stupid not to look into it, but Right, know.
5: right. Then yeah. you you got a responsibility.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but just, just for feeding, you know, just for kicks and feeding the family and friends. Yeah. They can do it a bit of without a bit of silicate if they need it, yeah.
5: And the fish didn't die.
4: Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The fish are going The fish here.
5: didn't die, so right? Yeah. Isn't that the first rule of aquaponics? If the fish don't <laughs> die, you you're
4: probably okay. <laughs> probably, I love the probably bit.
0: <laughs> another uh, another great source is um, a rice husk biochar. Is really high in uh, silica as well. Can be put in, you know, in a in like a, s- a nylon bag and, and put into your sump, uh depending on the size of your system.
4: Cool. I'm going to have to. I didn't grab it. A... Pencil and pen. I'm gonna have to open something up to do it would.
1: Yeah. I would imagine that would come in powder form. You could probably even dose that in small amounts. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. No, you can get that in uh, quite a few different forms. Um. So, what other um, what other questions do you guys have uh for what? Rob?
5: I got one I just came up with all of a sudden because we're always about ferments and lactobacillus. So Rob, are you doing anything with ferments or lactobacillus?
4: In the system, no, but I do ferment.
5: Oh, you're not doing a dual root zone though, are you? Are you? No, Tibetan? no, no. Not, uh, no. He has, he I'm sorry plan. I got here late, so.
4: Yeah, that's no, all good. Um, I haven't, uh, In eventually I'll give everything a crack. I always wanted to start out doing basically the pouches in a tray. Um, flooding uh, with a little bit of a, a, a clay ball reservoir just to keep the mozzies out and all that sort of thing, and algae down. But I I just never got around to it. Space has just been an issue, so. So
0: okay. I, I, I saw you do a lot of vermiculture on your um, your channel. Do you yeah. want to talk to people a little bit about that and what kind of worms you're raising and you know, what you're... None at the
4: moment. <laughs> uh, hmm. we, um, we're um we renovating and uh, about... oh about a year and a half ago we thought we were going to start off straight away and other things family issues and health matters popped up so we I dismantled the worm farm and put them all out in the garden beds so I suppose no, we still are farming and all our all our garden beds are self-watering wicking beds so they've all got um, a reservoir level down the bottom uh, wicks up you guys will probably know and you've got a nice old organic dense um, growing medium um, I put all the compost worms out into the patch and i top dress uh, fairly heavily with um, manures compost and um, aged manures compost and mulch and that keeps the um, compost worms ticking over and we've also had the um we bought red regulars primarily so we were told but i know there's some blues in there as well Um, we've got them in the yard now so whenever i put down a compost cage uh, after the heating process is finished off and it's starting to age a bit you pull out a handful and uh, compost and you know you're bound to get half a dozen to a dozen worms in there so oh. I, I really do like the idea of in, including them um as a tea in with um aquaponics it's just not something i've really done um consciously i've thrown bags mesh bags of um castings in the sump tank when i first started out and that sort of thing um but i just never um really kept up with it so
0: Yeah, a little bit in your media bed when you're first starting can be great for uh, seeding your microbes, especially nitrifying bacteria. They're loaded in nitrifying bacteria, and it can be a great free source of of seed colony.
4: Yeah, well, that's probably why I kicked off so um, well, because when when we started off, everyone throws a handful of worms in. So I just did castings, worms a lot just into each bed. So they freaking well exploded, too. It was amazing how fast they kicked off in the system. It must be all the bacteria, I suppose.
0: Oh, yeah yeah and the, the better the more of those um, bacteria you can see in the beginning the better off your system will be um, I know we often talk I don't know if you guys have there's a product called mammoth pea I know they're trying to get it established in Australia if they haven't already and it's a beneficial soil microbe that um, breaks down uh, phosphorus and it's used by uh, cannabis growers and and uh, by vegetable growers and it is 100% fish safe and Man, with just that, it gives you almost all the the phosphorus you need out of your system just from the fish waste. It unlocks that other fifteen to twenty percent that's that's locked up still, and, and does it completely organically, and and it's fish safe.
4: Yeah. So and while we're
5: quick... talking about some safe stuff, I wanted to say something about just one last thing about DE. With, with when you're using aquaponics or even any kind of a organic culture where you have live beneficial insects or worms, you can't use DE because DE will kill the The whole purpose is it scratches the uh, the skeleton and, and they dehydrate and die and then the eggs hatch and it does the same thing to the babies. So, so DE is only good if you don't want, if you're not gonna have beneficial well, bugs. In DE your, in is your actually
1: uh, fine for worms because they can actually use it as a grit to grind up their food well see but you have to let it doesn't damage them it doesn't damage them on the on the outside because once the de comes into contact with water it's basically disarmed
5: well well well, it's a fossil shell it's a it's a piece of sharp it's sharp piece of you know material and it scratches them is how it kills the bugs i would say and the thing with worms what i read well let me just address the worms and then you know, and see if brain wants to come back. But when I, when my research on what it does with worms is, if you mix your medium up with de in it, it'll kill the worms. If you let the worms, if you took, if you address it, put it on the top, and let the worms work it into the soil, I think is uh, what any you any research,
1: any research I've ever done uh, when it comes to de says that it's safe for worms to even. Uh, top dress you worm bin with it to keep any kind of other insects
5: out yeah top dress top dress that's what i'm saying by top dressing then you allow the worms to work it into the medium if you were to stir it all up in the medium and then they were crawling through it it would kill them that's what i was trying to say i mean i'll i'll look it up now that you said that because i'll find the material that i i don't restarted. think
1: uh even even uh tad hussey well, it was it, a couple of weeks ago, it was talking about as soon as the diatomaceous earth comes into contact with water, it's, it's basically no good as a, a mechanical insecticide anymore.
0: Well, so the other bit yeah. is, according to, Susan, according to Susan Ann Wright, uh, it does fuck all for any insects in uh, in large-scale it's
7: testing. Right. It does work for some insects, I can tell you for, for, sure. yeah, yeah, you for
0: sure. It works for slugs. Sure. It works for slugs really well, and that's about it
2: yeah it works if you can
1: keep the area dry which i I mean how many growers trying to keep keep it completely dry
7: it's the size of the thing and the way it works on an insect is because their whole you know they if they even get a couple of slices on their abdomen they're they're they lose a tremendous amount of water and they're small you know yeah Whereas a, a, a worm is a completely different thing, it's a, and it's also much larger, you know, even if it did spike up the
3: breathers, and that messes with a thoracic breathing system.
7: Yeah, that's exactly how it kills uh, insects, that's right, and it's got to be really dry, it's true, like Brain said, it has to be dry, and it has, basically you just dust it on top the surface of the soil. You know, I, I don't know what, what what Roger's saying may be true, that if it's mixed into the soil a lot, like a whole bunch of it, because you can buy bags of it, you know, it's for use for pools and everything. No, 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 no,
5: no, no, no. It's great for grit. Not it's great use for grit. pool grade, that's toxic. Well, pool grade is only toxic food.
0: because it's a flower. Or right. a super Would light. You, you to have to get, get in, yes.
5: but, but let's just inform everybody correctly right now. No, you have to use food grade codex diatomaceous earth it's it actually says that see see yep yep, yep. that's right you're i was not sure. your pool it's stuff it's got to be it's got to be food, food grade diatomaceous earth codex uh, it says it actually well, it's called pole. diatomaceous earth food grade codex c-o-d-e-x
0: the, the difference the difference between food grade and pool grade is pool grade can include lighter mo- lighter molecules whereas the food grade is a molecule is above a certain weight so it's not as much of a dust and a breathing hazard that's the only difference so you can actually it, use the right. lighter the lighter one so pool grade will actually work thank better as an insecticide that's good to know thank you sir you just have to, right. to but, but
5: put yourself at risk for your your own respiratory system if you if you inhale that stuff it's not good yeah, for yeah, your respiratory system so There's do problems. not use i don't care i'll fight this one uh, uh, do not use uh, commercial pool, pool grade diatomaceous earth unless you want to, you know, get I'll let, get ill. Disagree if, when that. you're old, you'll wish you hadn't,
0: you know. Um, Rob, Bob, you actually have a really cool formula for worm food, which is one of the cooler videos that I've taken away <laughs> from you on your channel. Do you want to touch a little bit about that? Because I thought that was awesome.
4: Which which one was that? The uh, the dry one?
0: Yeah, you had like the the yeah. different uh, amounts I,
4: of touch on that. Like, I, I get I cop flat from that uh, from worm growers all the time they reckon it's overkill and all the rest um, basically what it was was a whole heap of uh, stuff I was cleaning out the pantry and there's always that corner of the pantry you never go to and there was stale oats and flowers and I think there was some rice in there and some other bits and pieces and we just ground it up and I dusted it used it as a dust over the top of the um, the beds and I think I sprayed it with water and molasses and i just noticed they were i I do my normal slushy which is another thing most pro worm guys don't like me doing um but um yeah they were just smashing through that before they were even touching the um the green stuff they 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 just absolutely loved it and i noticed a, a um a huge amount of cocoons um around that area not long after feeding it probably about two to three weeks after feeding it so i just put anecdotal of course Um, They just preferred that a lot better than the the green stuff so and by the way anyone watching who's seen my other um, green slushy clip um, it's a lot of people um, reckon that it makes the bins very moist I want a a dry worm bin I know a lot of people like to um, spray theirs and run water through it and all the rest all my bins are dry so the only moisture that comes in is in the form of the vegetables so I end up with a, uh, a dry flaky layer on top, except for where I'm feeding. So not that anyone's probably watching it, give a rats, but yeah, I just mention that.
0: Do you ever take your, um, fish solids and put them in there as well?
4: Um, no, because I had so many, I had far too many garden beds here. I couldn't even make enough compost or afford to buy the fertilizer to go in them. Um, I went to, they say, go, what is it? Go big or go home. I went far too big. So I had to bugger off very quickly. Um, <laughs> I, I all my solids from the radial flow I was um, alternating them around specific beds in the patch uh, that were nitrogen hungry um, so that that was pretty much where they were going in the future though um, I'll be looking at doing a digester so I was put off that idea to begin with um, I misinterpreted something Paul Van said when he came around here one day so now I've learned a little bit more about the, the digesters I'm looking at getting another one of them in the system here so yeah. And that uh, will be reintroduced back into the system rather than used external.
0: I uh, I personally think that doing offline remineralization gives you better, more controllable results than with the bioreactors. The bioreactors do work and they're great, uh, but they're less, you have less control. Um, mm. And that's especially when we're growing higher dollar crops, we really want to have that higher level of control. And um, yeah, yeah we, we've done a lot of work with that. And um, yeah.
4: Well, I'm only just touching on that now with um, Ryan Chatterson's course. I'm only just up to that one. I've been stalled on it for about a month now, two months now, actually. I haven't gone any further. Just other stuff keeps popping up. But yeah, that's that's the bit I'm looking at now in there because I've only heard, I've seen a lot of stuff online and no offense to everyone online, but there's so much yes and no and all the rest of it. It's hard to know what to listen to. So um, Paul, what Paul said was just, he's an amazing guy. His head's just full of knowledge. He'd come camp out the back and he'd be chatting for three, four hours and like I'd probably retain about five percent of what he actually went through. He's very analytical, very scientific, very detailed, and it was a bit too much for me to comprehend. So probably should have um recorded or sorry, the dog wants me to throw stuff. That's
0: all right, last week Frenchie's dog was uh vying for his attention as well, so
4: oh she's addicted she's she's addicted she's a rescue dog and the only way they gave her attention was to throw the ball for her repetitively all day she needs one of those things where you pop the ball in and it shoots it out for her so,
0: <laughs> so um what uh what other um strange or exotic or maybe crops that you've seen that you've grown that other people haven't grown
4: um water chestnuts to me just make if you're in a warm climate and you like your, your um the, the crunchy um I don't know if you've had Asian food, there's a lot of Thai and Chinese, um, they go phenomenally well. They can become a weed in the system because all you need is the smallest corn not to be harvested and they'll come up year after year. Um, no more Lizzie. Um, the other one would have to be um, gingers. Um, I've, I've seen Cracky's um, hydroponic ginger um, clip a couple of times now. And once once we get a bit of property, I'm actually going to look at um, running a hydroponic um, ginger dedicated commercial bed just to see how that'll go. There's um, a lot of the people I know around here. I've asked at a few different restaurants. They still buy their ginger from wholesalers, except for one that gets all their stuff grown by family members. So I'm thinking that they might that might be a little niche market for us to um, break into once we get this new hoop house sorted out. Have,
5: have you, uh, did, you, did I hear earlier that you do some saltwater aquaponics? No, no, no. Oh, no, I had, no. Um,
4: okay, sorry. Okay, I misunderstood yeah. something earlier. No, I had I had high, high salt levels to um, help out some fish.
5: Oh, okay. That's where that came from. Okay, because I've got yeah. this dream of having a saltwater aquaponics system, and I want to grow pistachios. <laughs> sweet. Yeah, if it works, it'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, bo- a boy can dream. Well, it's an ebb and flow, basically. You know, they grow in a tidal basin. You know, they're a shrubbery, basically. They grow in a tidal basin, so it's an ebb and flow thing. If you can, if you can make an aquaponic saltwater aquaponics, and it's in saltwater because they originally came of the Mediterranean, and now they're off the coast of California, primarily for the United States. But they came from the Mediterranean originally. I uh, used when I lived in Turkey as a child, you could go down to the docks. And buy a whole bag, like a, a brown bag, you'd put a beer can in, and for like a quarter, and get right fresh out of the Mediterranean tidal basins, you know. So, I've always had a, a, a passion for that. So I just wondered, you know, you being down, down well, you probably don't like down under, do you? Because you feel like you're on top of the world, and we're on un, we're under, don't you?
7: You know. <laughs> It's almost salt water down there. He's halfway. You know, uh, Roger, there's some you, there, some places where there's halfway to salt water in the world. You know, play, lakes where it's very hard. Some of the big brackish.
0: Brackish,
5: it's, yeah. It's Malawi. Well, I live in an area where we've got an there's ocean and then we've got yep. brackish. No, I live, I live near a lake where you can take a canal down the lake to brackish water and then go from brackish water right to the ocean. So, yeah, you're... My I, impression I of there, buddy. I, live, I live there. It's pretty.
7: I, and my impression of Australia is that the water is the real hard and real salty down there, right? Your water supply, Rob? Yeah or no?
4: No, it's um all all comes from the sky, just like the rest of the world. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it co- well. Water comes from the mountain peaks. The
5: it snows in the winter, and the water and the snow melts off the mountain and fills the rivers that run downhill and fill everything. That's how we get water. Is it comes off the? Uh, that's uh, why. We're, we're that's why global warming such an issue. Oh, yeah, you know, but we're not going sideways in the global warming, but you know. yeah, it doesn't snow here.
4: No, we're he in nah, we're in the, the subtropics, so we've we've just um, our wet season's almost over. Is- uh, we had what a foot of rain last week, almost so over two what? or three days. What's the height? You know,
7: What's the hardness of your water? How many parts per million?
4: Out, out of the tap, I don't know. I haven't this way from the tap, but the, the pH is coming out at roughly around about 8, 8.3. But it depends oh, on what yeah. the treatment water for, too. So, yeah. Sure you, I've been you don't hot. use the tap
7: water. You use collected rainwater or... or.
4: No, it's all tap. All tap here. Oh, you do? Yeah. Um, nice. The house is... The, um, there's lead paint on the gutters, lead paint on the roof. Um, so once the house is renovated, that's something that's going to be addressed. And we're going to have um, proper water tanks put through, put in, which will be used just for aquaponics. Cool. Now, is this a city, a, a government city type water, or a well? Oh no, it's all we're we're on. Um, there's two dams that feed Brisbane. There's Somerset Dam and Wivenhoe. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. City water. We're,
4: yeah. So it's um, yeah, all dams i think we can put bores in our backyard still oh there's so many different bloody regulations um a lot of the people i know who do have bores around this area it is very hard very hard water so yeah i'm, I'm, I'm lucky. i've got a, I've got a
5: well at seven uh, seven to seven point2 about 200 parts per million so i got a great well okay. yeah. oh yes yeah, yeah. perfect i mean grow you can't stop stuff from growing here you yeah. you, you can't If you if you kill everything, something else will grow there like crazy, like tomorrow in two weeks,
4: you know.
0: So you, I saw you had a cool video on um, growing pineapples in aquaponics. So, how long does it take to to get a pineapple? That wasn't me.
4: That wasn't me. No, that will be soon. That will be soon. I've got a couple of heads drying out in the kitchen, and um, I've got a couple of suckers, and I've got a got a mutant three headed or two or three headed sucker. That I've. um, Why don't you tell us how to do that? Rob what plant a pineapple
5: yeah, yeah well so like you say you're suckers in and like almost like you clone in a pineapple or something
4: well no, well they're a bromeliad so you get your fruit so you get your fruit you break your fruit off and then um through the base of the bromeliad um you'll get little babies shoot out so those guys there you can either leave on and you'll get a smaller pineapple the next year or you can break them off and plant them in the ground um there's conjecture online as to um which grows the biggest pineapple so I'm not going into that debate. But generally, you just get your um, your pineapple, grab the top, twist it off. Actually, I'll go grab one back in the tip.
5: Sure. See, uh, yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> 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 I'm <laughs> cloning pineapples
3: out here. I was like, let me see, let me see. <laughs> all right. It's going to be pina
5: colada time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, hey, pineapple's good. Uh, I think we all can agree pineapple's pretty good. Uh, there we go.
4: <laughs> this is this is one i harvested a couple of weeks back it's just been sitting on the bench and that's that's pretty much all the um the section that came out of the pineapple there and just get them in a decent angle uh-huh yeah yeah, so you, yeah you just twist it out people cut it off and all sorts just, of just malarkey yeah, it out. Just twist yeah. it out. and then down the bottom here all you need to do is just pull these off like an artichoke and i should have brought the other one out so i didn't have to do it all on this one
1: <laughs> so
4: i've already done awesome the other
1: one. demonstration live
4: hey yeah a plus this, this is awesome one. and then this see this was supposed to be a video for my channel folks but <laughs> i won't go too far we stole far. it yeah oh, we hijacked good. it it's all good um <laughs> i don't know if you can make them out but there's little root nodes down in there and that's where the roots come from so basically i i like to let mine dry out so they don't rot in the wet soil um and you just like, plant a potato. Out.
5: like a potato
4: Yep. i'd probably pull out another four or five rows of these just to give me a little bit of um depth into the soil but i'll, I'll save that for the clip um and then just pop it in the soil and away she goes so that, that's pretty much all it they don't have a really massive root system though so i mean these things can grow anywhere up to about um oh Probably about five to six foot wide uh, once they get going so they're, they're not something that's probably good for aquaponics in that respect they might be good on in a bucket off to the side um but yeah um they, they basically will fall over so yeah that's the other thing with a media bed they may not be too stable
5: there you go start
1: a sips pineapple colonial pineapple
5: thank you very much my friend that was excellent, excellent. No only on Growing with Fishes podcast, you get to learn how to clone a pineapple. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
4: to Rob. Well, did you know you can also get? Oh, them, Rob's um, yeah. Why don't you
5: tell us? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go um, ahead, Rob.
4: Some pineapple will also have seed. Uh, the eyes where the little flowers come out as they're developing. All those little eyes are a little flower, um, a little purple flower on ours. And so, I GMO crossbreeding conspiracy crap um but originally they used to have little seeds behind them um little black seeds They're, if you google um or youtube search um growing pineapple seeds a few will come up that it can be done but this this way is just so much faster well, like you don't Luke, think 18 that's just, months to two year turnaround for us you don't think that's just
5: common bolting like uh, other other vegetables when when it shoots up the shoots and has seeds like um well, oh, no, it's a bromeliad.
0: It's the only edible it's a broom, bromeliad. Yeah. It's a totally yeah. different type of plant.
5: Oh, okay, yeah. so it doesn't bolt then. Okay. it sounds not. like bolting what you're talking about though where shoots come up and produce seeds. That's how you well, get seeds from no, on,
4: on the on the outside so on your on your pineapple itself you've got those little um the little sections out of those little sections on the fruit itself you'll have a little flower come out of that. That's what happens when they're really small on a bush. I could probably, Oh,
5: okay. Oh, okay. You're done. I mean, okay. I
4: knew how to use Hangout. I could show you, but um, yeah. They have a little purple. Owls have a little purple flower. Dads had a blue flower. Um, but behind them, if they get pollinated, legend says you'll end up with a seed behind that section. So, <laughs> legend. <laughs>
5: yeah, I like legend. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Legend has it. So, on that
0: note, what kind of what what uh varieties of greens do you grow there in the tropics in warmer weather? It'd be great for people um, to know they're trying to grow warmer weather here in the states.
4: Yep. Can I can I just have a 5 second? Guys? Sure, sure. I just, yeah, yeah yeah. Go ahead.
5: Well, he already said water chestnuts, so that's cool. That makes me interested because I I'm in Carolina, so it's humid and tropical as hell, you know, pretty much here where and you know, especially towards the closer to the ocean you get. But um so that was that was kind of interesting to find out that he likes that and now pineapples, I would I wouldn't wasn't sure that we'd be able to grow them here but i'm kind of interested in that that was neat
4: my Uh, grandparents grew them down in sydney but then again they were on Coleroy uh plateau so they don't they didn't get the frost but they grew them down in sydney which is a um classed as um subtropical but it's more warm temperate
5: so do you feel like you can't grow in an area where you get frost you can't grow pineapple pineapple can't pineapple can't they're tropical
4: they're they're tropical no
5: but uh, even in the dorm there's not a dormant time of the year where there there could nope. be no, no, no. That's no. Okay.
0: It burns, a yeah. burns, Yeah. So
5: yeah. you could maybe do it in a greenhouse then because you would be able to keep the greenhouse you know, yeah. warm enough and wet I, enough. I right.
4: Rob yeah. Bigelow, he's he's growing them in his um greenhouse. Yeah,
5: so I maybe mm. I could try I I bet you they bring what a kind of bug and pests, extra pests and bugs would a pineapple bring though being a sweet fruit nothing they're nothing.
0: Really, nothing really touches them
5: really yeah yep. well so that sounds like the perfect thing to
4: they're more a danger. They're, they're more a danger to you than you are to them mate they these guys are spiky buggers and you get some <laughs> of them they've got like a little um sawtooth on the on the um leaves as well so yeah
5: you cut yeah. yourself in, in other words yeah.
4: Huh? yeah
0: it's like growing an agave in your grow bed which you know would also be uh,
5: about as unpleasant <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cactus. Yeah, I was just thinking cactus, and you say agave. Yeah, so, which is like a saw cactus, uh, like a saw shaped cactus, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Yep. What? Um, so, what type of greens and
0: what varieties of greens are you growing there in the warmer climate?
4: Right at the moment, I've got um, bok choy, wombok, um, bok choy, wombok. I've got some ock now and spinach that are struggling because of the magpie moth. Um, just trying to think what's in the beds. Oh, Brazilian spinach. They are, the Brazilian spinach just loves this um, climate. So does the Okinawan spinach. Uh, Warrigal greens do all right. They're a bit hit and miss, I found in the aquaponics. Like in the soil, they've just they've turned into weed in the backyard. Um, but aquaponics, I've had a few issues with them. I had really good success with the perpetual chard, uh, perpetual spinach. It, it just, last year I had, um, was it last year? The year before I had a massive plant we just harvested kilo upon kilo green from that uh sweet potatoes are a good one if you like them um I'm trying to think oh malabar spinach the 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 climbing uh malabar spinach it just it just went ballistic last season might ended up getting that um but they're they're, they're our main ones like I, I could live off um the warrigal greens uh, the Okinawan spinach, I really love. It's got this really nice, unique flavour. It's almost like a, a cross between carrot and lettuce. So I really love that one. And wombok. I could eat wombok every day if we could keep the grasshoppers and the um, cabbage butterflies off them. Uh, but lettuce, we've had a couple of varieties go really well for us. One is called uh, Rabbity lettuce. It's a warm climate. It's a cos or what do you guys call it, Remain family? Um, yeah, Romaine works here and the other one is a coral lettuce it's just something mum and dad grew in their garden for about four or five years and it just continually self-sowed um, and I ended up once I got some seed here I just kept um, selecting the last large plant um, that did well to go to seed and I just tried to um, tried to select a variety that all the, the strain that would um, go to the seed the slowest in our temperatures here. oh yeah even in winter, even in winter it just jolts. Yeah cuz i mean winter our winter days can get down to um 20s like we might have a week oh well, sorry that's centigrade um no worries yeah that's okay uh, 20 yeah, yeah yeah centigrade you do you do real temperatures
0: <laughs> some of us do here
5: yes
4: some of us yeah um yeah so it gets down to um the low it's like 20s. 67 or
5: 68 degrees for all you people out
4: there yeah 68 thank you fine um so very rarely like i mean we have two or three mornings oh actually i'll be generous we'll have like seven to ten mornings where it gets below freezing every winter for two or three hours so we really don't have a winter so
5: that's kind of like it sounds like you've got a lot of what you grow is what we can grow here where i live Mm -hmm. you know and i've got a hydroponic greenhouse and uh (laughs) i'm trying to go into aquaponics but you know, I'm all by myself and life's a bitch. But um, so you don't get as, nearly as much as you want to get done in a time frame you'd like to get it done in. But uh, it sounds like you grow. So anything that you say you could grow, it sounds like I could grow. And since I have a greenhouse, I think I could grow the pineapple because I could keep it warmer, at least to the tolerant level in the winter. Uh, and because I've got a it. Program. Sounds like
1: a challenge.
5: Yeah. No, I'm just Yeah, kidding. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true we you should have, have a grow-off. Grow now I can that's go true. to the store and buy a pineapple and clone it, and we'll see. You know, we'll see. <laughs> not, I, he, big wants big to,
0: he wants to throw down and have a grow-off. <laughs>
5: no, I'm not having a grow-off against anybody. I just think <laughs> that what, no, he's growing, just... What, what Rob's growing in his land. Where do you live, by the way? I missed you at the beginning. Where do you live?
4: Um, Ipswich, Southeast Queensland, Australia our our city is a bit of a Queensland,
5: very okay. bogan,
4: very bit of a right. bogan city apparently or a bit yeah, of a I, I, yeah. I was
5: pretty certain it was australia you know yeah I was pretty certain but just just
4: know. a little bit of point pointer with the um the pineapple uh what they're doing here in australia is they're coring the center out the pineapple grows are coring the center center out of the head so you can't grow them that's another i don't know if it's an urban legend or not but it's something they do over here uh, because it takes the heart out this bit here that um starts the roots off so i've never seen one what they do mainly is they just chop the top off because it's easy to pack without the head so just thought i mention that awesome yeah, do, you, uh,
0: do you guys have um sweet sap or or sugar sap i'm trying to remember the name sap. anona uh, anuna is the spanish name for the sweet sap and then the the sour sap I think you guys know what it is, soursop. Sour yeah. oh, and
7: uh,
4: Okay. Uh, so, um, so you mean custard apple?
0: Yeah, custard apple
4: or... Uh, yeah, yeah, that one. Soursop. Yeah, custard. We've, um, we've got friends who've got custard apples um, locally. Uh, I don't have any here. Soursop we were told to get because it was another new mir- miracle fruit that was going to cure us of everything. Um, but we never bothered getting one. Um we've pretty much all well, the only fruit trees we have here on our place are uh, three or four different three different types of bananas. Uh mulberry tree, uh strawberry guava that I still haven't killed. Um figs and figs. Yeah, citrus. Yeah.
5: Figs, another superfood. Yeah, those
0: guavas can be finicky, eh?
4: Oh, ours, ours. When we bought ours, um, intending to put it in the ground when we renovated, and it just has been in a root pouch ever since. Like it's, it's surviving, and the fruit are forming. But yeah, every now and then I forget to water it, and the fruit drop off. Strange how that happens. But, yeah.
0: Have you tried doing any trees in the aquaponics at
4: all? Um. Yeah, mulberry. Um. The mulberry absolutely flew out of the gate. I just did cuttings. You know, I um had. I use my aquaponics for a lot of cuttings generating cuttings um, just to keep them happy and one took off uh, particularly well and that's the one that I'm um, just got in a small little Angus seven gallon root pouch at the moment Just biting it's time to go in over the new chook pen or chicken pen so
0: cool so you're growing your fruit trees with your chickens
4: um yeah the mulberry will be in there i don't know if i'm going to have it in the ground yet or whether i'm going to have it in a um i might uh, i've got a couple of barrels i've taken the bottom off and i might use that as a guard and grow it raised out of the ground but let the roots go down into the ground just because I've, I've seen them dig up trees so quickly they're buggers and i, I yeah. don't want if, if i wire it off then it creates somewhere for rodents to um inhabit so i'd just rather just have it yeah something easy to manage cool the yeah rodents bring eastern browns that's I'm a bit i a bit venomous snake phobic pythons I'm fine with but the venomous ones I yeah but yeah. <laughs> real <we're> fond of
0: <laughs> you guys have possums and stuff too eh the, or uh, some other possum like little creature that comes in and yeah.
5: stuff right
4: yeah we got we got nice ones unlike you guys ours are um uh we get the little ringtail possums or a little brown variety um so they're pretty much all what have um had a bit of a nibble on our mangoes oh yeah we've got a mango tree uh keep forgetting about that one um, oh yeah good um the possums the possums really aren't a huge issue for us we used to have our uh, brush tail possums the big ones uh, with a the black they were gray with a black tail tip we used to get them a fair bit here but um, yeah, I think the last one was roadkill and ended up in the um, compost bin out the back here. So I like to recycle everything. Um, yeah, but those those guys, when they're in, um, they introduced the brush tailed possums to New Zealand for the fur trade and they went feral and they eat birds and eggs and all sorts of stuff over there. But over here, they pretty much will just stick to fruit, so I've been told. so.
5: Mine comes up and eats leftover cat food. We got a big old giant possum. Yeah, Yeah, you
4: got some ugly suckers over there.
5: I tell you Um, what, but they play. It's funny too. If you run up on them, they play possum. They just lay down, you know. But my one one night, my pit bull was walking outside, and he was always real like stuck with me. And all of a sudden, he kind of got weird and ran over there and started barking, and there was a possum and. I, this is the first time I ever heard a possum, like, actually snarl back. And You're I, you know, do oh, even snarl back. Yeah, yeah,
1: they hiss. I was fixing to say.
5: Yeah, it's like a, between a cat and a dog being nasty as hell. You know, oh, yeah. or, or your old lady. Oh, oh, you know, I, oh, yeah, I said that. Yeah, send all, all, send all complaints to Steve at hardtimes.com, okay? So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, I had to go on a possum. Yeah, I got a big ass possum. You know,
0: possum. What, else is... you know yeah. what else is crazy about the possums is they're immune to most snake venoms. They have uh, a trot. and it makes them immune to a lot of toxins and poisons. That's why they can eat like trash in the city all the time, even stuff that is uh, even a little. They can even t- tolerate a little bit of antifreeze and stuff that other animals can't. So their they're pre- really their smart. Livers are
7: hardcore. Yeah, very smart. You got prehensile tail. Amazing animals. So, how are we doing in chat?
1: We got any more questions for uh, Rob?
7: I really like your comment, Rob, about about people starting small. About uh, the 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 word yeah. you used, the the you said heroic. Uh, somebody does a heroic setup. I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna rem- that one's burned into my brain. That's that you can say that across the the board for, for almost you know ninety percent of human endeavors.
4: It is the
5: I like that too. I I enjoyed that you said that too. I I thought that's what another thing you know. I I try to teach you you know learn to learn to plant learn you know learn your plants you know start a smaller system that you can control, you know I I, I was I was off to the side in another part of my office at the time and and I really did like you bringing that up. Thanks, Mr. Green Jeans, for reminding me that that's a really good idea to you know start with a system you can control you know that's that's learn how
4: to run it i'd say that next to how many fish can i have in a system that would be the next the next most common email i get or pm is my fish are dying what's wrong and i've got like a copy and paste now um how many fish what size tank what size flow rate is your pump how big is your biofilter how big is your grow bed? How big is, yeah, because nine times out of 10, they've seen someone say, oh, you can throw 100 fish in. I've said this before, but you can throw 100 fish in an IBC and away you go. Your yeah, knowledge
7: and you just, or, you skills got to grow before the, the, the technology, before the need yeah. for the, the bigger technology. So you have to understand things before you sink the bucks into yeah. some technology that you don't you
4: know that you don't exist well bianca was getting the shits with me because i was talking about growing with fish for like two years and she said when are you going to pull the trigger when are you actually going to do this it took me two years because i had no idea about fish i still don't know enough i don't think about um fish um and yeah she got she got the shits with me and made me buy a couple ibcs and forced my hand so
5: so, you think, so you're saying you can take a, a hundred small fingerlings and throw them in an IBC and that's where you, no, that's too many.
4: Oh yeah, no, go for it, go for it. I, I suggest you put a couple of two, uh, 102 pound fish in there, mate. Start off with that. There you go.
5: Why? That's a waste of money, it sounds it's like the, to me.
4: It's the quickest way to make fish emulsion, that I don't know. <laughs>
1: in case anyone was wondering if that was sarcasm or not.
0: The other oh, one sorry, is, yeah, uh, yeah. If, if you got deficiencies, it means you need to feed your fish more. Well, no, it might be oh, a nitrogen yeah. toxicity, and that, or you might have crashed the pH by f- overfeeding yeah. them, and that's your
4: problem. <laughs> I, I don't get that one much. I don't get that one much.
0: Or, but, what do you mean you have to add other things other than fish food? That's another but good that's
4: But you look at all the videos, and I mean, I'm, I'm, no, actually, I'm not guilty of this, but all they say is you need fish food. I think I've been smart enough not to say all you need is just fish food. But all the, you know, look at what I grew just using fish. I just call BS every time. But, you know, someone getting into it doesn't realize you need the uh, at the base level. You need um, some sort of buffer and you need some sort of iron at at the base level. I mean, calcium can't hurt.
5: And on the amount of fish, I think what I've learned for the last year or so being with the panel is that what people don't understand and I've come to learn is that and what we were just joking about is that it actually takes a lot less fish than you would yeah. think it takes to be straight honest for you people that you know didn't know where the hell we were going with that but uh, well, well, that's, well, I, I, like marty goes "Oh, well, i got like 12 fish you know and he's growing this you know this you know it's yeah. like yeah so i mean it doesn't yeah you do yeah i see i thought i was gonna buy this big we can start this big giant reservoir and get fit but i want to raise fish too i want to eat fish and you know and then to, to drift to different systems. So I was thinking about starting a little bigger because I already had a, a hydroponics farm, you know, so I felt like I had like I could handle just do I'll just keep building. And I have ability to build new new hoop houses and stuff like that to house different grows with, you know, so I thought buying a lot of fish might be prudent. But then that's just a whole lot of fish. When you first start out, the more fish you can kill. You know when you're starting out so so then I like I like the idea this well just go down to the fish store and buy 12 goldfish you know (laughs) and if you really want to start there you go you know well I
4: started mine off on um 10 goldfish and it it cycled on 10 goldfish before I got I just had a basic chop and flip job going and then I um popped them stupid thing I popped the goldfish into the thousand liter tank into the IBC and had to try and fish out these bloody small fish well, when i put the jade perch in because i didn't want two species together but mum and dad they've been running their system without any fish for um it's well over 18 months the mum just goes out every day and puts a, de- a dessert spoon of um fish food in and she's just running straight off that um i must say she's never had a ph issue and i uh, haven't seen any iron deficiencies in the water yet either but then again it's not being if there's whatever irons in the fish food isn't being taken out by the fish assimilating it Sorry.
1: it's like so green a type of organic hydroponics
4: yeah
5: yeah. Yeah, yeah i can agree with that i agree with that or it's like you instead of buying an organic hydroponic concentrate you've got it right there and then you cycle it through your hydroponic system although it's yeah. an aquaponics based hydroponic like, system that's pretty cool, cool. cool.
7: It's like turning a green crop in on the field, it's like eliminating the animal, instead of instead of feeding the green crop to the animal and putting the manure on the field, you're just growing the green crop and turning it directly in, that's what she's doing, she's just eliminating the fish. Yeah. It's
2: awesome.
4: I, no, no offense to my mum as she watches this because she does watch my clips, because um, I'll link this to the channel, but um, I sort of didn't trust them with fish for a little while there, So. It's a, it's a bit far to drive. It's a bit far to drive if, you know, something goes pear-shaped at you know, 10 o'clock at night.
7: Right? Cool, because she made a discovery, though, you know?
4: so pardon? Sorry? I
7: said it's cool because she made it a discovery. She yeah. discovered that, that you don't you don't need fish. You can feed yeah. it directly.
4: <laughs> well, that's, that's the safest. I... I when people ask about cycling systems and they're saying like I reckon peaponics is great and one day I'd like to have a proper large peaponics um, system going but when people ask for cycling they're talking about you know which clear ammonia do I put in and and, you know do I need goldfish and all the rest of it just start off with the fish food the amount of fish food you're going to feed your fingerlings it may take a little bit longer for it to break down and release into the water than you know putting just straight urine or um, ammonia in there but you're going to get into a routine of feeding the fish and checking the system every day plus putting the measured amount needed in for the bacteria so uh, that's whenever someone asks about cycling that's you know pretty much all what i recommend to do anyway i don't know if others do that else i'm not saying that's the right way or the only way it's just what i recommend.
0: no it is yeah you just get, get a, a couple yeah. of cases of beer invite your friends over and you know tell them all to uh, to use the system yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh ammonium uh, ammonium chloride is actually really good too if you're looking for it yeah. off the shelf well
4: that's that's what the commercial guys use that i've seen they they start up systems straight with that plus and again they also um ship in um growing bacteria to help seed as well so from labs oh. do you guys get that a lot over there do you i suppose it would be there would be guys growing commercial bacteria for sale wouldn't they
0: Oh, yeah, we have lots of different companies and all different kinds and combos of bacteria and um, all different kinds of isolated bacteria for all different kinds of things for both pest control and for nutrients.
2: Yeah.
0: Cannabis industry
1: stuff. Like, I mean, basically what we were talking about before the show, you know, the stuff that's especially made to uh, target for the cannabis industry.
4: Yeah. Because I know um, uh, I, when I first started out, I, I got suckered in by a um, well-known aquaponic company here, and I bought a bottle of water that um, spent um, 10 days in the post to get here that was used, supposedly going to be used to see my system. So I yeah, I was told by them, assured by the guy in the shop that I bought it from, that it would work, and then, yeah, I just 10 days in the Australian summer in the back of a, a post truck, yeah. I don't think there was much bacteria left in there by the time I got it.
0: No, that water was probably safe to drink at that point.
4: Yeah, very expensive. <laughs> 15 dollars for uh, two hundred mils, I think it was.
0: Oh man, when I used to work at Aquaponics Source, we used to have, um, we used to sell little sponges, and we had those in our, um, uh, 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 health- we had a couple different bigger, healthier display systems, and we had all kinds of wonderful microbes and stuff. We used to sell those live in water, and we used to overnight them to make yeah.
2: sure they
3: get there and that worked really well
2: okay.
3: one one of the things I noticed going to the uh, hydro store was uh you know I I started my growing in the cannabis uh, arena before that I had killed cactus and so I was dependent because uh, I was when I started I was you know back with my back injured and I was on a lot of opiates so I couldn't think. So I trusted going to the hydro store. And what I learned after about a year and a half of going to the hydro store, God bless them, they're wonderful people. However, in the cannabis world, it seems like the only people who were manning the aisles at the hydro store were people who couldn't make it growing. (laughs) And they would just sell, you know, like you'd ask a question, they'd sell you the next bottle of stuff. You'd ask a question, they'd sell you the next bottle of stuff. And I after it took me a while because I'm not too quick on the uptake sometimes, but I, I learned that you had to actually do research, you know, go to ag school, go to places, you know, like Steve's classes and whatever to learn the real deal rather than somebody who had, you know, two grows or three grows before it all failed. And then they wound up getting a job at the hydro store.
5: Uh, well, I don't think people like that get, uh, in my area, they don't get jobs at the hydro store, because uh, guys that own the hydro stores are growers, usually, you know, that want to be able to buy cheap equipment. <laughs> Do
0: they have hydro stores in Australia, or are they...
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that's a good question for Rob. Do they have, like, a normal uh, growth store? You don't. Oh, you got a... Your mic's muted there. That helps. Oh,
4: there you go. Um yeah no i used to frequent them years ago myself yeah i started out i started out growing like many people for recreational purposes and right. then i got into food when i realized i needed to eat as well right. as being moving out of home um Me too. So, but of course i I did inhale but i don't grow anymore There's any police watching um allegedly
2: allegedly
0: allegedly
4: um so Yeah, there's loads of hydro stores, and of course they're going to tell you, you know, there's all the they're growing tomatoes in every shop and all the rest of it. And there's there's a love hate relationship between them and the police, but things are getting a little bit easier now. So you know what? I've run a giant
5: forum, and the the members
4: cannot buy off eBay. eBay
5: Australia will not allow any nutrients or uh, no, you know, for sure, cannabis grow supplies or anything to be sold. So it's Always, I'm Think always trying to help hydro. guys get stuff.
4: I'm sure oh. Aqua Gardening have got a hydro. Aqua Gardening have got a hydro. Well, I need
5: I need some links. Can you post a couple links of places that I could pass on to my Australian members in our forum to it's that they could get
4: grow supplies? Oh, there's there are tons of hydro stores. Um, no, I don't want are- I don't want to mention. I don't want to plug anyone okay. in particular, sure, sure. but there's. There's links on my videos down below that'll okay. take you to a large I'll, I'll supplier. That, Right. So Fair enough. They also do um, they also do ponds and aquaponics as well. So All
5: Right. All right. No worries. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. I'll 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 check that out. But I yeah. do. I I, I do. They always say, you know, I've got people from Australia all the time. I can't get this. I can't get that. I can't get. I oh, can't they, they
4: might be talking about. There might be something. Um, specific. Well, like grow lamps, for instance. Oh, grow lamps. No, nah, I've got two under the house. I'm a yeah, hoarder. but can you buy them on eBay though? Yeah. I mean, oh, you should be able to. I can't see why not. I I I, I, uh, bring, I, could, see, I could. My excuse was could, I always I had a couple of tubes of veggies. i was under the impression that if the police ever raided me i would say but i'm growing food You cannot (laughs) my ability to grow food which i learned later was a load of crap and they could just take it all um i used to use um, touch leech tray to grow lettuce like that yeah all all those lights um i all those lights came from stores there's there's no issues whatsoever you can google um look on ebay yeah
5: uh, that's weird
4: I, that was I, a point another point i think i was trying to make but i missed it
0: i had an australian uh, grower uh come to one of my classes uh last year actually and um he was telling me that there's town uh, parts of australia where they're putting parts per million testing meters in the sewer systems and they're using that in order to find people's hydro grows because they're dumping their nutrients and down the drain and then they're ending up having to pay for water to clean up so that which is some I, of the crazier stuff I've heard of for any. Oh, uh, I actually, government.
4: my wife works for the EPA, um, or a version thereof, and that may be it, they may have um, confused that with trying to get the big guys, not 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 little growers, but they're they're trying to because I mean the waterways are just being screwed up by people throwing everything in there, so I think that may have been twisted on something along those lines. Nitrogen and
0: phosphorus. Or somebody who got caught up, uh, caught, got was growing in the wrong neighborhood or something. <laughs>
4: oh yeah, that, yeah. There's, um, I don't know, I don't know, but that that just doesn't. I mean, when I when I was doing it, there was like every helicopter that went overhead was a an infrared, like looking for lights, like you know, paranoia. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, there's... not I remember many the to, it, ne- it never happened. I don't think they've, um, to my knowledge, limited well, knowledge. They're never like. caught by an infrared light in a helicopter. So
5: the alleged good nutrients alive. are no different than yeah. one of de- multiple vitamins. It's the same contents in multiple vitamins as in plant nutrients. So yeah, I don't. But
0: it's all don't heavily it regulated in island problem. countries because of um, a runoff and because of microbials. They're they're mainly yeah. looking for microbials. Oh, oh, oh microbials. Maybe that, right. that's the biggest thing they're looking for. It's like in Jamaica, you you pretty much. uh It's really hard to get stuff registered there unless you know someone.
5: Well, see, microbials cause shit to grow crazy somewhere else because it washes down into the water basin, and now you got shit going crazy because of the microbials that were washed out of the yep. drain. That's why they're freaking out about that. Yeah, I that makes you know that.
0: I... Yep, because uh, I, Australia's been so screwed up from all the from all the introduction stuff. So, all right, uh, we'll uh. Why don't you tell people uh, how to find you and um, uh, the content you got coming up? I know we have some links below. I know you have a bunch of different um, uh, things that you support and and, uh, ways for you.
4: Well, um, I'm pretty much all just trying to cut everything back and just focus on YouTube. Um, I'm trying not to get on Facebook because once you get on there, it's a downward spiral. Um, (laughs) um, I've got... (laughs) Aquaponically, I'm working on a series because I'm just answering the same questions over and over again. I'm working on a series. I've already done the first one. What is aquaponics? I'm not trying to be a guru or anything like that, just trying to basically explain stuff. And the next in the series is going to be um, basic aquaponics setups because that's another question. I see a lot. What's the best sort of aquaponic system to build? So I'm just trying to do a whole heap of clips along those lines just for people first starting out in aquaponics. Um, I'm not trying to tread on Murray Helen's toes or anyone who does courses. Um, then we're getting into um, I'll go to start looking at the plant nutrient side of things a little bit more, but that, that'll be probably towards the end of the year, um, mainly because I, I need to learn a lot of this stuff again. Um, I, I did do a course years ago, but I've just forgotten so much. Um, so that's, that's what I'm doing um, aquaponically wise on the, um, the YouTube channel. But other than that, I'm just I'm just gonna, you know, pretty much I'll just keep chipping away at that. I, I don't have any huge plans. We're trying to get the house renovated this year. So at some point I can actually do small workshops here uh, just for four or five people. However, mainly the council allow us to park on the property mm-hmm. um, and just to aquaponics will be one of the focuses, but mainly just backyard farming, how to grow protein and, and veggies in your own yard. To try and become more self reliant and you know responsible for your own existence, which is pretty much what I'm trying to be. So, um, yeah, that's that's about it. So you raise you I raise eggs or
5: poultry? Ah, uh, you raise hogs or poultry? Is that what you're saying? Uh, we've,
4: we've only got we've only got a 600 meter block, mate. We've got um. Oh oh, well, you said
5: proteins? So I was what kind oh, of protein? Fish. fish. Oh, fish
4: okay eggs um yeah just oh, to it, give you a, yeah. some people get confused and think we we're, we're on a huge massive block um our block is um 0.06 of a, an acre or where are we it's um 0.16 of an acre or 7300 square foot that's that's our property size here so we, we are on a smallish block 1.6
0: so well wow. Yeah. No 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 point, yeah. point one six. He's on point seven
4: one thousand six. square feet. Point one six. Okay. Yeah. That's we're on a pretty small block. So uh, just to give you some idea for um, um our chickens, by law we can only have three chickens on our property.
2: Oh yeah.
4: Um that's yeah,
2: so,
4: yeah, but we can have quail, we can have as many as we want, but chickens we can only have three, so little loophole there. Yeah. Um But the back, yeah, once we get the house renovated, we're going to do that. And I also want to pull out the gardens and start again. The wicking beds have got roots all through them because of a design fault when I first made them and all the rest of it. So, yeah, hopefully a lot of that will be coming up on the YouTube channel. And the chicken pen is still in pieces in the backyard ready for me to put together. One at a time. Yeah, they love giving me um, over on Patreon. They love, you know, jabbing me in the ribs every time we have a hangout and ask me when the chicken pen's up. So being (laughs) being built for the last eight months now i think yeah why don't you
0: tell people a little bit about your your patreon i know you do a lot of content there first
4: yeah patreon um patreon really surprised me how well it's it's done um i had people ask me if they could help us out by throwing us a couple of bucks here bucks here and there so i started up patreon after a couple of people hounded me and i pretty much will like to do unique content just for those folks who actually take the time out of their day to support us with a couple of bucks a month um i post i was posting a lot of videos there pretty much all every day just for the patreon folks but i've sort of cut back a little bit um i'm speaking to people through the hangout and they suggested that, that what i'm doing at the moment is a couple of small clips and then for those guys releasing them once a week as a vlog for everyone else on youtube is they're happy with that um yeah, but it's just basically somewhere for me to share slightly unique content with other people, so they get a bit of value and they feel like I'm not trying to rip them off and cyber beg for their dollars. So I, I don't, I'm not really into that sort of thing. So I don't like doing the hard sell. But if you join today, I'll send you a set of fake knives.
0: Awesome! I love You'll do it. what? Yeah. Send you a set of
3: fake knives. Big knives. Is it, is it those big crocodile Dundee knives that he was shaving with? The real um, knives. You mean the real knives? This, this knife. is a knife. This is a knife. This is not a
4: knife. knife. About that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, pa- Patreon's great, but I feel a bit bad about because I know that some people consider it um, cyber begging and that. So that's why I'm trying to do a couple of different unique clips just for those folks over there. And they always end up telling me that I'm being stupid, but, yeah. Yeah.
5: Hey, if you're providing information uh, and they want want good information and they pay a couple bucks for it, there's nothing wrong with that.
4: Well, see, that's the other thing. Like, when people join up to Patreon, all they got to do... I know I can be a bit slack at times, but the whole idea is they've got my ear. Like, the first thing I I try to check in the morning is Patreon. If they've got a question, I'll help them out. Give me a dollar a month. I don't give a crap. I'm still there to help them, so... They've taken their time out to, you know, scratch my back. I'll scratch theirs. So that's that's one thing that Patreon members get, I suppose, that most people don't get. Because um, I've got a couple of hundred emails about answering YouTube comments I haven't gotten to yet. So um, yeah, it's it's. I suppose they've got my ear, and we do the hangout for the third tier patrons, where we hang out for a, it's supposed to be once a month, but at the moment it's about two to three times. Oh, sorry, about every um, second or third week, we're having a hangout there, and we just chat. We can talk anything about politics, guns and gun control, aquaponics, gardening. It's a bit of a mixed bag, as whatever goes on there. Not as not as focused as this hangout. I'll put it that way. So, well,
3: you know, I I noticed you said you're staying off Facebook, and I think that's probably a good idea, because the one thing I've noticed about Facebook, the only thing people don't seem to be concerned about is actually saving face. <laughs> They will say some dumbass shit. And, you know, at least on YouTube, you can ignore well, it. No, the, for- on, you know, you're getting somebody
0: there. The aquaponic forums are just as bad sometimes. the uh, Some of the different boards can be pretty ridiculous, but you'll notice the people that scream the loudest on the boards generally don't have a business or anything else to do, which is why they're posting all day. So
4: I I, I see them all as a tool. I, I started seeing Facebook as a tool where I could... um find information for myself and give other people information but I've noticed it's become a little bit too um, grubby and political and all the rest of it that I really don't give a rat's about and I've got my yeah. own beliefs and, and all the rest of it and I'll stick with that and I'm happy to take other people's opinions and whatnot but it started I've seen to a degree because these people friend me as well I've seen it move in like from the forums to the Facebook to all the rest and I think it's just getting ridiculous oh, yeah, so, uh, yeah uh, I've and, and the forums the forums are great there's some real gems like I've got to plug backyard aquaponics because without them I'd still have an octopus out the backyard I was on another forum and they told me I needed a dedicated hose coming from the fish tank not even a soul's lifting outlet to run to each bed and uh, no one ever corrected the guy who told me that as a newbie but as soon as I mentioned something on backyard aquaponics they all just laughed at me nicely of course and um suggested I try using a slow and a single outlet and then break off that to every bed and yeah so those guys over there they went out of their way to help us a bit so I, I figured you know and there's there's some wombats on there like there is everywhere else but they generally have a really good content so
5: you you could possibly pick up some new followers if you came and joined my forum i love growing marijuana.com where brain grow and a couple of other that most of the panelists are members but you could share some of your aquaponics and your links to your
4: i'd 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 love to say yes but i'm trying to cut it back just to youtube and patreon at the moment i just (laughs) i'm stay at home dad and people think i I do nothing all day but i've still got to look after um
2: we don't iron.
4: we don't iron because i don't believe in it waste of electricity um, but I've still got to do the clothes and the lawn and the, and the food and the vacuuming and the dog and the daughter and, you know, all the rest of it. And getting online, like after I look after the questions in the morning, I don't even have enough time to do the aquaponics course I'm supposed to be right. doing. So, right. yeah, I've, no offense. But, oh, I know. Yeah. I
5: thought it would pick yeah. you up maybe a couple of extra customers because, well, like uh, I said, we've yeah, got, a, got a lot of people from Australia that are always freaking out about finding yeah. stuff. and And there you are that no way you can
0: find it you know you got a place to to push them you some go over to rob
5: bob's channel and and check out all the cool stuff yeah i'm not really
0: he's got links to the stores
5: and stuff over there and his. yeah yeah i can i can maybe do a thing i might be able to do a thing like that
4: yeah i'm not really into it for the views like i'm i've had people tell me i'm trying to get famous and all the rest of it how long how long did it take me to get on here steve I'm not really in it for the ego or the notoriety. Yeah,
0: we've been, I've been trying to get him on for a good year now. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, he's a farmer. He's not PewDiePie. Yeah.
4: Right? I was waiting for the beard to, the, to go long enough. I was trying to beat <laughs> Steve.
0: <laughs> well, I let, my, I let my go when I was in Jamaica. It was, it was a lot more impressive before, uh, before that trip. Well, you yeah, know how uh, it is in the tropics when a beard's too long, it gets kind of unruly.
4: Yeah a little bit naughty
5: you just get tired of it yeah
0: all righty well we'll let you go and i really appreciate you having you on and uh um, you're welcome problem. anytime and um thanks a lot
4: not a problem i think i shall be back <laughs> awesome enjoyed thanks it, it was fun. thanks for coming
2: around.